0: Hello and welcome to the New York Pages podcast, brought to you in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host Shragi. Shragi, how's it going?
1: Awesome, awesome. How are you doing, Jake?
0: I'm I'm doing good. So here we are. We're finally we're making this podcast, and uh, yeah, this is uh, this is terrific.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's going to be very exciting. I hope to you know I hope that we get a, a lot of information, a lot of insight for for all these Ranger fans and hockey fans.
0: So I think maybe we should explain to them uh, how the frequency, the, how, uh, what we're talking about here. So basically, this is a New York Rangers podcast. Uh, we're going to be discussing the big picture stuff, uh, possibly games um, or like the last week. This is going to be a weekly podcast. And um, yeah, and you'll have two, uh, me and uh, Shragi over here.
1: Yeah, we should. It should be a lot of information in general and discussion on potential moves, potential um, ideas to help them. And I think the name really explains why we really feel, um, you know, that that the Rangers really have a lot to discuss about.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, New York <laughs> painters definitely explains our um, feelings to them
1: yeah i think i think i think you could say that we both uh i mean i'm i'm a twenty two year old guy uh that has followed them for years and i and you know i think they've give us given us a nice amount of pain
0: oh yeah it, it's definitely yeah so you know let's get into it um shruggy where are you from how long have you been a fan for
1: so i'm originally from like the rockaway areas uh around the five towns and i actually started being a ranger fan around actually since around i'll say ninth tenth grade um i started following hockey a little more i was always very into hockey playing hockey myself but um i got very into like the uh, very into the rangers actually uh, around ninth tenth grade um so for about like um that would be that would be close to about 10 11 years and actually they made playoffs for the first you know nine ten years that i followed them and you know what happened they didn't make it anywhere um, I'm, I'm, I, I call myself a little bit of a curse for that because I, as soon as I started following, they made the playoffs. I'm going to go anywhere. Um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I listened at first to games. And I didn't watch them. I, so at first it was exciting to listen to, you know, Dave Maloney and that call that that's a fantastic call, by the way, uh, they're, they're one of the greatest radio announcers out there. And, uh, and I, uh, over the years I've grown more and more as a Ranger fan. And I actually married an Islander fan. Oh wow! Oh, so, yeah, that's uh, and and all my in-laws are.
0: That's Islander not going like to get you uh, points on this podcast.
1: Well, not going to get me points, but you know, uh, <laughs> I went to Islander Ranger game. I think I was the only one walking out happy.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> <that's>, must have <laughs> yeah. been an awkward car ride back.
1: Oh no, oh, you know it's it was all it's it's still awkward, you know. But you know the Islander fans were giving excuses on the way out and everything, but you know. Those games have always been great. You saw that Islander picture.
0: There was another. There was actually a couple at that Islanders game and Rangers game, and there was a couple there. And whenever the Rangers scored, they showed uh, the girl getting excited. And when the Islanders scored, the guy was getting excited. And obviously, in the end, there's like a picture of the guys just so disappointed, while his oh, girlfriend was just like, it was, "Oh it man!" Was definitely.
1: Yeah, I think I I think I saw that on uh, on Twitter um yeah that that, you know what that's the feeling when you go to these ranger islander games that's exactly what happens you know i've never seen you know you go to like the california games i don't think there's any even if you go to the canadian games like all the ones in canada i don't think you have like two teams that are in the same like area with such a rivalry like them
0: right yeah it's it's pretty big and they're just very very yeah they're so close
1: and they've always been both pretty good i mean they haven't been great both of them but they both had their upsides And, you know, when you have two teams that have always been competitive um, or at least somewhat competitive, um, those games are going to be great. And I remember games when it was 6-5 and the shots are flying all over the place and there's nonstop action for the entire game. You didn't want to. I remember those nights, you know, you watch you watched and listen to those games and you didn't take your eyes off the TV.
0: Right. So uh, I'm from Westchester, New York. Mm-hmm. Um I got into hockey when I was way, way young because my two older brothers were fanatic uh, Rangers fans. Wow. And like fanatic. So like they brought me to games when I was younger. Obviously, you don't you know, like the thing you buy two seats and you pretend like the babies sleep. So you don't have to pay that <laughs> third ticket. So that was basically our situation. Um, so that's, they still do that? I, I, it, listen, it's a little different world now than it was like 15 years ago um i don't know how it works really now all i remember is like i would pretend to go to sleep on my brother's shoulder and just two of my brothers would bring me in and the guy's like oh what's with the kid he's they're like oh no no don't wait it's all my life he's asleep um and uh, yeah that's basically wow. how we pulled that off i don't know how great that is but i don't uh, think they would
1: let that anymore i think they're way way too smart now
0: yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think they'd do let that now. So, um, Shaggy, what, what's your like perspective on the Rangers? You got a class A full guy, class uh, empty half. Empty you know, guy. I'm I'm always and and
1: I think you're you're gonna notice this over the podcast. I'm a very statistical uh, person, meaning if I look at stats, I, I like to look at stats and see that where are they going wrong. I'm a very positive guy meaning I like to always look at games and try to take out what was there that really, you know, if they just did a little better or they really, you could take out of that and say this was a bad loss, but you know, you could look at certain things and say, it's good. I have a lot of anger in the, from the past that really I could say that led up to being the fault of what we have now, but I'm more of a positive guy. I really always want to see in these games positive. Now, I think the Rangers themselves need to see that in their games. um, Cause you know, as much as they're doing well this year, you know, you can't say you're going to do well the entire year. We would love to see that. Right. There's ups and downs. Yeah. There's ups and downs. I would love, I would love to have the Rangers themselves have this positivity of understanding there's ups and downs. They're young and that's, and it's exciting. And there's, you know, they have a, they've had a great start. And, and in my mind, I would just, I would just I would just want to see as much positivity in my mind uh, in every single one of their games. I, I don't know if you would feel the same because uh, of that. Math so thing like, going on
0: for me, basically, like listen when they won versus like the Islanders, like listen, I'm yeah. When I'm watching, I'm jumping out of my seat because I don't care how they win. I just want them to win. But when I evaluate it, I I, I tend to be a glass empty guy just because I want to look at the big picture, right? Like right. overall. You're the goal is to make the playoffs, I think, is fair this year. This is kind of the mandate. I know Chris Drury said that it wasn't the mandate, but we all know it is. Um, and it's looking so far that it, they are going to make the playoffs, hopefully. It's only a quarter of the season. So, you know, a lot could happen in that time. Right.
1: You know. But, like, you look at their schedule, n- they're right. not getting easy games. You, right. You know, but like the not, first couple of say. games,
0: right? Like, Igrisha Sturkin and Anna Fox were carrying this team. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, what do you mean? They're like 10, 3, and 2. how like how would Q be so upset? Like, you don't understand this wasn't so, uh this this wasn't gonna last. So that's why I wasn't that happy with it. And I knew it wasn't gonna last. And this team had to play like an actual team. Their big players had to actually come up, like Savannah had and Panarin, et cetera. And their rookies had to come up. So I like people were saying, Oh, you're being too negative. Like, no, I'm looking at the big picture. This is not substantial. This is not it's not gonna last. So now, obviously, the past couple of games, I think I have a different perspective on it, especially after the Boston game. Like, I don't like to evaluate after one game, but that was kind of the exception for me just to show how this team can play. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of the big picture. I I kind of like, like if they win right tomorrow night, like, or if they like, I'm sorry, if if they win in general, um, it, it depends on the game. It depends how they play. Like, if the two-to-one win and Nico Schuster can completely carry them, our question is, okay, wh- where's the rest of this team at? Um, this is supposed to be a competitive team, not a team that's a one-man show. Um, we already had that in the henrik grunko and we don't need it again. Um, so, on to the next thing, uh, Shruggie. Uh, what, what, what's your favorite moment as a Ranger fan? What has been your favorite moment?
1: So... You know, when it comes to this question, I always have so many moments I really think back to. And, you know, every person, you know, you ask them what's your favorite moment, they go, Oh, I had tons. You right, really have times. tons of moments. But well, what's the like, Rangers? The Rangers have like, tons. Uh,
0: what's like my
1: moment? Into your mind? You know what, Don? I have to say, Grabner's game winner. I, I. In which game? Um, Over oh, Columbus? Yeah. That that end of the game with 0 point something to go. He had that breakaway. Oh, when um, they were down
0: four to one. Yeah.
1: They were down four to one. I remember Don LeGrec and Dave Maloney had a sick call. I actually have it. I actually have it lined up right here, right now. Oh, like I was, was watching nuts. it before. Um, yeah. I could, I, I remember I could listen to their call a million times again and again and again, but that really, I would have to say my heart went flying in that moment against Columbus. That that was an absolutely amazing play. Grabner was a clutch guy in that moment. Um But, you know, that really is my favorite moment in the sense of in the past, you know, recent game. I mean, of course, you could always include, you know, the then Girardi overtime goal, which I I, I remember I jumped off my couch and my mother freaked out what happened. And I was like, yo, Girardi just scored. Yo, I'm telling you crazy. Um, And I remember those were the days where it was game seven against the Penguins every year.
0: Um, Oh, yeah, that was where those was a beast. Yeah, like he's uh, like I know the Mr. Game 7 belongs to Justin Williams, but Henry McConquist is really the Mr. Game 7 of goalies. Um, I mean, you just look at his stats like, no one could touch him, like, right. no, no one could touch him. You, you look at his numbers in game seven, it's ridiculous. Um, personally, for me, uh, in 2015 when the Rangers came back from the Capitals, a three to one deficit in the series, okay. uh, I was watching the game seven overtime, uh, with Derek Stepan scored right. that overtime winning goal on a rebound chance from Girardi. And I, I literally have it memorized in my head to play by play off the face off. Cause until then, like in the overtime, Washington seemed like they were going to win. It's like, all right, Washington's dominating this overtime. Rangers have not had a chance yet. This is not, not looking good. And I was, I was shaking like a leaf. Wow. Oh my, it was terrifying. Cause wow. one goal, you're done, go home. And then off the draw, Yandel he, he pass it to Girardi. He one timer rebound. Derek Stephan scored. I was going nuts. My parents came <laughs> down. They thought someone was robbing the house and they wanted to call the cops because I was just screaming like a nut job. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to the conference finals. It, it was it was unbelievable. Wow. And yeah, that, that one's burnt in my in my mind. That was like one of the, the greatest moment as a Ranger fan. Yeah, I,
1: I would have to say, I would have to say especially against the Capitals, you know, where
0: I i think I mean, they were down agree. three to one, Yeah, was
1: down three to one to the Capitals. And you know what? That team was not easy. That was not an easy team to, well, to Holby try to was be. playing ridiculous.
0: I, I I Hopey, I, I never seen him. Like there was no opening in the net whatsoever. He was always in positioning. Like I remember Carl Hagelin was going off the left side and he shot it and it was a really good shot, but hope he just snagged that with a glove, like nothing. And when I saw that, when a goalie is hot in the playoffs, you you're gonna have a serious problem. Yeah, and you know what? The, uh,
1: you know, I, I I always look at this, and and I'm very focused many times on the defense of how's the how they're playing defense. Look at the names they have to face: Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Backstrom, o, Oshie, Marcus. Well, they Joe didn't Hansen. have Oshie back then, though. Well, they didn't have Oshie back then, but they had Marcus. You know that team. Uh, Barakowski, I think, was on that team.
0: Right? Yeah, Barakowski was on that team. That was the year before. Or two years before they got, because Berghkovski was on that right, right side, right, and they claimed they needed another guy because Berghkovski was not the answer, but they were still a really, really good team.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? You, you think back to those teams, and you go, they really, they didn't win those years. You know what I mean? Um, who won? The, who won the cup that year, 2015? Um, who won the
0: cup? Chicago. Cause... Chicago,
1: right? I remember that. That was with uh, Duncan Keith and that, everyone over there.
0: Yeah, I think Keith won the. Keith that year. won the cons- right, right. That was that was an excellent, excellent series. Um, It just bothers me that Tampa game seven to nothing. I mean, they didn't show up that game and it just it's just torturing me till today. If they would have won that game seven, I feel like they could have been Chicago won the cup. It just it 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 drives me nuts till today.
1: Wow. You know what? It you know, you were discussing how 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 you don't have exactly the most positive. You're more of a half cup empty, whatever. Um, No one can blame you. Literally, right. no one can blame you. You, you. As a Rangers fan, you know, I just try to always have the positivity for every game. But you, no one can blame you. The, the Rangers have frustrated I mean, like, us.
0: I feel like uh, it doesn't justify. Like, I'm not saying, like, I won't come. Like, if we had this podcast after the Boston game, I would have been so happy. Like, I'm not going to be negative all the time. It's just when when we win a game and we didn't deserve to win, I'll be more focused on the deficit, deficits. than than what we accomplished because I'm not looking at game by game. I'm looking at it as overall. So it's not, it's not necessarily glass half full. It's more of just big picture rather than day to day.
1: Right. That's true. It's right now at this point um, in your mind, do you feel that coming into this season that the Rangers had the pieces that their expectations should be that this team is expected to make the playoffs the, in, with this roster at the beginning of the year. Do you feel that that's, that they were at that point?
0: Um, we're going to, I'll answer this question. Then we're going to end it off here. Uh, Cause this was just really a meeting greet episode. I, I, the, listen, the mandate Chris Jury said is we don't have to make the playoffs this year. Now everyone knows that's not true. The mandate is to make the playoffs. So you expect after the off season for them to have a roster to make the playoffs. While they lost Butch Nevich, I believe their depth short up. I, I believe that um, you know. I, I'm going to be honest. I really changed my perspective on the Reeves situation. I really think he transformed the locker room. Uh, I get it. I wasn't a problem with the trade. It was more the problem with the extension because I feel like he could have done that at a later time. Um, but you know what? It really grew on me. I I really feel like this this team could do some serious damage. I, I really do. Obviously, there's so the problem is there were so many questions. It, it was just the odds of all of them being answered in the correct way. Like the rookies have to show up, and Naren, uh has to keep on going, Fox has to be Norris Caliber. Those aren't real. Because Shosturik and Vesna Caliber, because Abanijet has to play consistently, which unfortunately we haven't seen yet. Um, Chris Kreider just took a leap out of nowhere. Um, even though I feel like Gallant, if anyone could get him consistently, it would be Gallant. Um, and I, I feel like this team could do some serious, serious damage. Uh, but there were so many questions that you couldn't bet for them yet. You you had to see it with your own eyes before you evaluated it. Because there was just too many questions. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I guess we'll end it off here. Uh, this will be a weekly weekly podcast. And um, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Absolutely. All right. Looking forward to
0: All right. Take care. All right.